Chapter 5 Privilege What are we living for? Certainly it must be more than being against what is here and is happening in our world. Anti-fascist, anti-racist, anti-GMOs, decolonized hearts and minds. What I love to hear is Pat McCabe saying we must know deeply what it is we want. We must live for that, live into that wholeheartedly. Now there's a woman after my own heart. What brings me joy is when I witness someone in their full, authentic voice, someone in their heart, in love. And it is joyful, of course, when I experience that as well. What catches my attention is the beauty in each person, animal, or plant, that I can see that, that I get to see that, that I can feel the soul of another, the magic of a moment, when connection happens amongst the birds flying or a group of us find the same rhythm on the dance floor, when we make music together with each other or the orca whales, we make life, we make babies, the third appears. Yep, I want us, I want more of us, if not all of us, to know that, to know and feel the power of that simple love, to learn the impact of our words, our touch, our smile, and offer them with that care like they are as precious as they are. My prayer, my want, is that simple. Well, I could probably go on, but let's leave it there for now. In COVID time, I certainly miss the hugs, but the hidden smile hidden behind the mask in some ways seemed an even greater loss for us humans. So much can change when giving or receiving a smile. I want us, more of us, if not all of us, to have the basics for life we need. Healthy food, clean water, shelter, sovereignty. Everyone. Every plant has its space in the garden. And where there is excess of money or excess of anything, I want that to be shared. I just read yesterday about a guy, a Hollywood star, who just bought three mansions in Montecito, California. Not one for $40 million, but three. Now, come on. Really, that for me is the book of sorrow. I want the money experience to change in this world. I want it to be shared differently than it is today. I want it to be experienced as a gift, as love, as part of abundance in a world of generosity. That's what would make me happy. That's what I want. For years, I have asked myself, what am I here to do before I die? And lived accordingly, at least most days. The list or picture that emerges is my map of wholeness, revived and changed if needed each year in a prayer on the mountain. I wish more could and would be living their dreams, 
their truest wishes, and together we could touch more into what is essential. What brings joy and beauty in a moment, in a village, on this earth? I ask myself now, is there more I want or need to say as I live into the dying time? The question most often brings silence as a response. Occasionally in a moment, something simply comes through me when I ask for words that might serve the individual in front of me, the younger, the elder, the group, the situation. That's what I want, for things to simply come through me that serve. It is a privilege to live this way. Simple, I wish for more to have that privilege, to live as they choose. And I am truly not sure if the world would be noisier or quieter, but I suspect it would be more beautiful. Last night in the dream, I was invited to live in a community when I wanted to make an offering to the land on the equinox. Someone said, Oh no, we don't do that here. I put on my backpack to leave, and one of the community leaders followed me. Why? How? How can you leave? I woke. I want a world where we live in reciprocity. I'm so grateful for the teaching of indigenous peoples who told me to give a gift to offer my saliva before taking any plant. Doing that makes me happier. I feel it makes me healthier and brings me joy. Yes, I want to live in a community, in a world where more, if not all of us, sing to the corn when we plant seeds. Share the land we steward. Host sanctuary wherever and whenever we can. Naive, some may say. Foolish, perhaps, if not trite. Despite you who may think such, I do have the privilege to live like this, and I do choose it. I feel it would be a crime to not to for my part of the story. And I want others at least to have such choices. Just like those dolphins, Joe and Rosie. I wanted them to have the choice to swim free or stay in captivity feeding on frozen fish. If Orlin is able to as he is to host, to create open, heartful, awakened spaces inside himself and thus with others in a meeting, in a moment, then yes, I want to expand that space to a place in L.A. where any may come to find or become sanctuary themselves. Yes, it's possible in nature. And yes, it's possible in a city. Then yes, it's possible in this world. So I guess I am saying I want more of such. And in that case, uh-oh, I guess that I'm in the camp of not enough. Well, that is the nature of having a want. If I was all done 
totally satisfied. I guess I would be gone. For now, I'll be insatiable. In gratitude simultaneously on my good days, I want to live into the privilege I have of life and in this life in all the ways I can. This morning when recording, Tina and I had a beautiful conversation about listening for when to give and how giving and receiving can be one thing, how to read the field and how to not overgive in ways that don't actually serve the other person and actually don't serve us. We talked about what was the power of giving oneself fully away When one has done that, there's something that's experienced beyond boundaries. To know that place, one can have boundaries then that really serve. So many of us are so wounded by the lack of giving in our world, by having things taken from us, that we protect ourselves constantly. Some feel it's essential, understandably so. And there are a bunch of humans walking around with these shields, body shields and heart shields, protection that is really important in some situations. Actually, they can also sadly prevent and be part of keeping the tsunami of love from flowing. Working with this throughout my life and working with others around such I stay with the questions that came when being on a rock in a river for four days and four nights. I had been given this gift of money unexpectedly when my mom died, and my life all of a sudden changed, because to live the truth of that meant that I no longer needed to work those three jobs that I had at the time, at least for a long time. How could I live into the truth of that new identity or a lack of such in some way? How could I find my calling beyond my work? I had been doing what I thought was my calling, but now circumstances had changed. So sitting on that rock in the river, I prayed throughout those days for guidance and a very simple ditty came to me. I call it the Rock River Guide, my little definition of a flow fund. As we walk down the road, who might come our way? Person, plant, or animal, so often, so many gone astray. Some in search of work or food, some in search of wealth. All a mirror for us to see the search we share for love and health. We might ask, really, there is no choice. How is it that we may serve? The task at times, it seems so great. I search to have the nerve, to offer time to those in need, to ask about their dream. For we support those hearts who seek the spirit of a team. But how, how when there's so many, how to be with all the needs the planet seems to hold? I say, 
I feel, I think. We can only listen for the dream as it will unfold. To try to make a difference would surely wear us down. To seek the teachers and the course can often take one round and round. But ask, just ask, what can we do? The answer's always there. Perhaps this is a way to pass the road of great despair. And of course, it's then discovered as the river flows. The rocks become but opportunities for some yeses and some noes. Money to those who hear the dream that is quite deep inside. Patience in love with those who fear there's something still to hide. Our hands might serve the wounded, our sound the hard to hear, and our smile those mourning members who only know the tear. Silence comes often with those who think they know, who try to save or preach, and open arms to find our ways that each of us may teach. For the gift, the gift it is to listen and give where there is need. What's asked for can be a guide, a flower, or even a weed. The job becomes so simple. The river flows along. The waves we ride, the chance with life to be a note within a song. The name Rock River I've since used not as an organization, but as a simple story or poem of giving and receiving. I made a checkbook that said Rock River, and when I started giving away a bunch of money, it wasn't through a big organization that I created. It was simply through a Rock River bank account. Ultimately, that money came to my mother through an invention of my grandfather. And that invention? Where did that creative spark come from? One of the very few things I knew about him was that he spent time in Alaska and that he almost drowned in a river. I always ask when I'm sourcing to go as far back as I can. On some level, perhaps I feel the invention, the money. It came from the wild, from the river, that creative source that created us all. So it seemed only natural to go to the rock in the river to ask how to be with his, with this gift. And the guidance came. The tide has come and gone, and the jellyfish stayed behind, seemingly without life, perched on the rocky shoreline. Amazing still with its jelly, gelatinous texture and nature, see-through, being almost like a hologram with tattoos, black lines across its center. I can't help but wonder if it's still poisonous to the touch. And I can't help but wonder if it has a soul as well. I am definitely attracted to this being and it brings me joy to simply be with it. I wonder how long its beauty will last here on the rocks. Grateful, 
I am here to witness its passage. Hospice guides we are around so much dying, learning how to live with and into the dying, a great passage we are all in. Civilizations come and go. Species disappear forever. I just watched a huge, beyond human, beautiful moon jellyfish, a sea nettle, some call them, pass away from this life, slowly die over 24 hours, its purple-blue translucent being flattened to now a shadow. Yes, species disappear forever. And humans, when will that species leave? What light or shadow will we leave behind? I know I want to leave some beauty, some more compassion, and a few more healthy, loving humans with as many other wild beings behind when it is my time to leave.